Appreciate that. Good morning to everybody. Great to see everybody here today. It really is. Great to see our visitors. And if you're visiting with us, you are special to us. You may not realize that, but you are. And we are so thankful that you're here. And we pray that your time with us will be encouraging and uplifting, and especially spiritually, as we study God's word together and worship him. We hope you'll come back over and over again. And please, if you've received a visitor's card, fill that out and leave it under your seat before you leave. And if you have any questions about anything you see us do or hear us teach, please ask us. We just want to be the church that we all read about in the Bible. Nothing more, nothing less, nothing else. A few weeks ago, I was preparing a series of lessons for our daily podcast, Today's Bible Class, that we podcast every day, seven days a week just about 13 minutes or so each day getting us into God's word, but it goes out all over the world wherever there is internet availability. And as I was working on that, that series of lessons, it was on patience. And as I began running references and writing down scripture texts and everything, I became really impressed with how many verses of scripture in the New Testament alone deal with patience in our Christian lives. Patience. I read a story about two ladies who were worshiping together one morning, one Sunday morning, and after services, one lady said to the other one, that was a great sermon on patience today. And the other one responded, yeah, but he went five minutes over. I think the one got the lesson, the other one it kind of flew over her head to a great extent. How many times have we wanted patience in a, given, in a particular set of circumstances? We want patience. Like the lady prayed one time, she says, Lord, please give me patience right now. Well, again, the lesson may not quite be there firmly in her mind. But patience is something that we all strive for, we long for, and we really struggle with. When it comes to patience, we need to understand when related to our spiritual lives, to our Christianity, patience is an important key to the fullness and fulfillment and faithfulness in our Christian lives. It absolutely is. Patience is central. I've said many times in teaching and preaching, the Christian walk or the Christian life is not a sprint where we say, okay, I've, I've got it done. I got it all done, all at once. I took care of it. It's a marathon. It's a lifelong process or a lifelong lifestyle. It goes on and on and on every day that we live in this life and we have to give proper attention to it. And there are gonna be challenges that face us and there are going to be consequences of some of those challenges, but patience is key to our staying the course. The word patient is primarily translated in the New Testament from two Greek words. One is usually translated into English long-suffering, and it's found 11 times in the New Testament. The other Greek word that is translated into patience or one of its equivalents it's found 48 times in the New Testament scriptures. 33 times it's translated patience, nine times patient, 
and then six times patiently. Well, when you put all of that together, easy math brings you to the understanding that the word patience in one form or another is directly translated in New Testament scriptures 59 times. 59 times. I would suggest to you that when you run the references on the word baptism or baptize or baptized, we understand how serious that particular doctrine is, but you'll find it's translated into the English in one of those forms probably far fewer times than the word patience. I think there's a message there that God is trying to get across to us. When we live our Christian lives, we need to live in patience. Now, not accepting evil or wickedness or bad things that are happening around us without any concern, but rather that we need to be patient in working through those situations. 59 times the word patient in one form or another is used. But in addition to that, many other texts of scripture bring forth the principle of patience in our Christian lives without actually using any one of those specific words. Well, Jesus taught patience as being critical to our soul's salvation. I'm not sure we've really thought about that very much, how, how important patience is to our eternal life. Jesus, wrote, uh, Jesus said in Luke chapter 21 and verse 19, for example, by your patience possess your souls. Now that's a patient, continual, dedicated, determined perseverance as we live our Christian lives in faithfulness or according to God's word on a consistent basis. We look also at Luke chapter 8 and verse 15. As our Lord was explaining the parable of the sower. And so he said in this particular verse, this particular specific part of the explanation, he said, but the ones that fell on the good ground, that is the seeds that the sower sowed and cast forth, those seeds that fell on the good ground are those who have heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. With patience. A lot of times we think, it's not happening. I want to do this. I want to accomplish that. I remember a brother in Christ talking to me. I can't tell you how many times and how he wanted to find somebody to sit down and study the word with, try to help them understand the gospel and lead them to Christ. And he was, he was just frustrated because they said, I'm not finding them. Or if I find one and I talk to him, they don't seem to want to study. And I kept telling him, be patient. That person is out there. Just keep trying, keep reaching out, and, and you're going to be blessed with that individual. Patience. But sometimes we, we become impatient in life in various ways, in various settings, and we give up. I think about the, the young child. We might think of that toddler out there, and so we bought that toddler some particular toy or puzzle or something that requires a little bit of, of dexterity on his part, a little bit of thinking and putting things into place, and we might watch him from a little bit of a distance, and he tries, and that doesn't work, and he tries, and that doesn't work, and he tries, and maybe a third time, that doesn't work, and then he cries out, 
and he just throws it off the table. He's lost patience. And then we may step in as a parent and say, now, come on, let's, let me help you, let me show you. And as that little child learns patience, he becomes able to, to perform that task effectively and victoriously. Well, we need to have patience. Look in, in, in that, that text that Jesus gave us in Luke 8, 8 and verse 15 again. He talks about that sower sowing the seed. He talks about the seed that fell in the good ground as bearing fruit with patience, with patience. A farmer goes out in the springtime, he tills the soil, he plants the seed, but he's going to have to wait patiently for months ahead before he can harvest that crop. He's going to have to wait for the rain to come. He's going to have to wait for the warmer temperatures to arrive. He's going to have to wait for that seed to finally put forth the sprout through the top of the soil and then to grow into full production and maturity. And then months down the road, he can go harvest the crop. But if he can't wait with patience, then he better go find a different vocation. We can, do, we can be so thankful to God because he is the God of patience. We need patience. We need others to exhibit patience with us. And boy, do we ever need God to be patient with us. In Romans 15 and verse 5, the apostle Paul wrote along this line, now may the God of patience, have you ever thought about God as being the God of patience? and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another according to Christ Jesus. God patiently in the days of Noah, when he had instructed Noah because of the wickedness, the wholesale wickedness of mankind all across the face of humanity had become so evil that the thoughts and intents of their heart were only evil continually. And God told Moses, I want you to build this ark. But now that took Moses a hundred years or more, he and his family, to complete the construction of that ark. It was so massive. But during that time, God was patient with the people, giving them time to learn that they needed to come to repentance. Peter writes about this in 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 20. Who formerly were disobedient, speaking of mankind in general, when once the divine long-suffering, that means God's patience, waited in the days of Noah while the ark was preparing, was being prepared in which a few, that is eight souls, were saved through water. After that hundred years or so of God's patience with the people, and how many times do you think people must have come by and seen Moses, uh, Noah and his sons building that ark and at different stages of its construction and said, what, you, what is that for? What are you doing? And then Noah would have the opportunity to tell them what was going to happen. They had time to repent during that hundred or so years, but none of them did. Only Noah and his family were secured in that ark after it was fully constructed. God is long-suffering with us right now, giving us as human beings time to come to repentance and come to him through Jesus Christ. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, Peter said, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, long-suffering again, patient toward us, 
not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But he expects us to come to repentance. We look a little further in that chapter, verse 15, and consider the long suffering of our Lord is salvation. Now, he's giving us time to come to salvation, to come to our senses, to repent and obey him. As also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you. And Paul wrote in, in Romans chapter 2 and verse 4, do you not despise or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance? That could also be understood as, as patience. And long suffering, and that certainly speaks of God's patience with us. Not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance. God's goodness is exhibited in his patience, giving us time to understand, to think, to learn, to change our lives, to repent and come to him through Jesus Christ for forgiveness and salvation as we're baptized and the blood of Jesus, is, of Jesus on the cross cleanses us of the guilt of our sins. God is long-suffering with us right now, being patient with us while we're still alive on this earth, giving us time to repent. But Paul says, don't you understand that exhibiting of God's goodness is intended to lead you to repentance? We take God's patience with us in, in, in the sense that we keep waking up every morning, going to bed at night, waking up the next day, things keep going on, we keep living our lives. We forget that God is good toward us during that time being patient with us, but we don't get the message a lot of times. And so we don't, we don't pull the trigger, so to speak, and come to God and, and, and in thankfulness, thank you for giving me time to learn, to recognize my need to change my life and come to you for forgiveness and salvation. Thank you for your patience. But so often we just take for granted, tomorrow I'm gonna wake up again and the next day after that, and the next day after that. But Paul says God's goodness along this line is intended to make a positive impression upon us, leading us to repentance, leading us to change our lives. We as Christians, we as Christians are instructed to pursue, and that's active, actively pursue patience. The Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 11, But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Patience. We're to pursue that. We're to live our Christian life and dedication to God in patience. In Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, Paul wrote, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering. That's patience again. Patience, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And against such there is no law. That's part of the fruit of the Spirit. Patience, as we grow and mature spiritually. Peter wrote in 2 Peter chapter 1, beginning with verse 5, that as Christians, we are to strengthen our faith by adding patience to us. We begin with basic faith, but then Peter lays out a number of characteristics that we need to mature in, 
to add to our faith and make it more complete and stronger. But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance. The idea of patience again, stick-to-itiveness, faithfulness, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, to brotherly kindness love. We need to pursue patience. Now when we think about, okay, how can I develop patience? Mark was doing an excellent job this morning emphasizing in the adult class in the auditorium how for us to stand strong against all of the ways that the devil will try to bring us down, we need to stay in God's word. We need to continue to focus on our Christianity, on our relationship with God, on our spiritual lives. We need to, again, consistently study God's word, learning its truths, taking it to heart, and in that way, holding on to and being encouraged by and, and letting the blessings and the, the promises that, that are, are there throughout his word produce patience within our lives. Romans 15 and verse 4, for whatever things were written before were written for our learning. God didn't just give us a, a book with a whole lot of words and a whole lot of pages for nothing. It's, it's his word, it's his will, it's encouragement to us, instruction, guidance to live the best life that a human being can live in this world. And notice that we, through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. Now we read earlier the next verse, verse 5, where it identifies God as being the God of patience. And here in verse 4, the verse before that one, it gives us an understanding as to how God offers patience for us or will guide us to grow in our patience, and that's through his word as we study it, as we make the proper applications to our lives. Patient, determined faithfulness in the face of all of the challenges to our faith will strengthen our faith, produce more patience, in our faith. Matthew 24 and verse 13, he who endures to the end shall be saved. Endures to the end? The word patience is not in that particular verse of scripture, but that's the principle of patience. Endures to the end. We also look at James chapter 1 verses 2 and 3. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. The more we work through whatever the challenges of life might be that confront us, the stronger, the more powerful our patience will become as we're working through those situations with God's help and guidance. We look also in, in, in James chapter 1 and verse 12. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. Patience again. For, for, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life. Now, do you get the connection there between enduring temptation, now not giving in to it, but enduring it effectively and victoriously, and eternal life being the result? Patience again. 
patient continuance in our spiritual lives, in our dedication to God. We look a little further. Patience should be a natural characteristic of our Christianity. When people see us in the world around us, whether we're at school, whether we're in the neighborhood, whether we're at work, whether we're doing business in the grocery store or whatever, they ought to see people of patience. And particularly people who are patient in their spiritual lives, in their Christianity. Somebody cuts us off in traffic, they ought not hear somebody yelling curse words out the window at that person who cut us off. They ought to hear patience. They ought to see patience. They ought to, they ought to experience the image of patience by the way we live our lives, by the way we conduct ourselves. I remember the story of a, a man and he had a, his little toddler in the grocery cart and he was going pushing him through the grocery store going from shelf to aisle to aisle and shelf to shelf and all along the way little boy would grab something off the shelf and 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 the father would say now take care Johnny it's all right and he'd put it back boy would cry out and he'd scream and it's going to be okay Johnny it's going to be okay and that went on aisle after aisle after aisle. The little boy would grab something and the little father would have to put it back. The little boy would scream, start crying. It's okay, Johnny. It's going to be all right. This will be over soon. Finally, he got all the way through the grocery store, up at the register. And this one lady, she had seen what had been going on. She said, I just want to, I just want to say how much I respect you and admire you for continuing to be so patient with little Johnny. And he looked at her and he said, you don't understand. My name is Johnny. <laughs> he was being patient with his little boy. He just found a unique way of exercising that patience and it showed to that lady and probably others around him. Patience should be a natural characteristic. Romans chapter 12 and verse 12, the apostle Paul wrote, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, whatever might confront us, continuing steadfastly in prayer. Titus chapter two, beginning with verse one, but as for you, speak the things that are proper for sound doctrine, that the older men be sober, reverent, temperate, sound in faith, in love, in patience. We need to be sound in patience. That's part of who we ought to be as a Christian. Our patience of hope keeps us strong in our faith and also serves as a powerful example to others around us. Think about that. 1 Thessalonians 1 and verse 3, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of our God and Father. We can be patient because we know who is our, our king. We can be patient because we know who is the chief of our life. Our patience of hope should keep us going and help us to be stronger. Hebrews 6 and verse 12, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Remember that farmer again. He's going to plant the seed in the spring but he's got to exercise extreme patience through all of the growing season until the harvest day. And then he'll reap the reward. 
And we need to look toward eternity with that same concept of patience, but even more so. In exile on Patmos, John stayed faithful. John stayed faithful and strong through his patience in Jesus Christ. Revelation 1 and verse 9. I, John, your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was on the island that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Now what we are to understand when he says, I was on the island called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ, he was exiled to that island because of his teaching the gospel as an apostle and a gospel preacher of Jesus Christ. But his patience, his patience in Jesus Christ kept him strong in his faith. Jesus commended these congregations of the Lord's church for their patience. Revelation 2 and verse 2, I know your works, your labor, your patience to the congregation at Ephesus. In, chapter, in verse 19, I know your works, love, service, faith, and your patience to the church in Thyatira. And look at this message of patience. Again, the word is not there specifically, but the principle certainly is. In verse 10, he says, be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. That's patience. Stay faithful no matter what may come, and I've got a home waiting for you in heaven. Think of the patience exercised by the Old Testament prophets. James brings that out in James chapter 5 in verse 10. He says, my brethren, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. So many of those prophecies by so many of those prophets at Old Testament times, they did not ever see the fulfillment as they were still alive on this earth of many of their prophecies. And some of them were met with rejection as they would prophesy before the people. The people did not want to hear it. They didn't like those prophets. But they prophesied God's word nonetheless. And they had to do so with patience, with patience. We need to be patient with our Christian brothers and sisters as well. And boy, this is a challenge sometimes, but we need to ex exhibit patience with each other. Look at, what, look at what Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 4, beginning with verse 1. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you are called, now think about how he follows that up, saying, this is how I want you to walk worthy of your calling as a Christian with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, patience, and then what, in what specific direction? Bearing with one another in love. Bearing with one another in love. Colossians chapter 3, beginning with verse 12. Therefore, as the elect of God, he's talking to Christians, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, patience again. And then in what direction specifically? Bearing with one another and forgiving one another. Patience with each other. We need to exhibit that. Jesus instructed, he commanded, in fact, in John chapter 13, verse 35, that we need to patiently love one another. 
as our Christian family, our brothers and sisters in Christ. By this all will know that you are my disciples if, if you love one another. Love one another. Have you thought about that classic text on love in 1 Corinthians chapter 13? Let me pick out one particular characteristic of the love that is instructed there. Verse 4, love suffers long. That's patience again. The words specifically is not there, but that's patience. We need to also exhibit patience in trying to lead the lost to Christ. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 14, we exhort you, brethren, warn those who are unruly, comfort the faint-hearted, uphold the weak, be patient with all. Teaching somebody the gospel is going to require patience on our part. It's not going to be hardly at all, hardly any time, a one and done kind of proposition. We've got to be patient. We've got to help them understand and keep studying with them until they grasp it fully enough that they know what they need to do and they're ready to obey the gospel. We're instructed to teach God's word with all long suffering. 2 Timothy 4 and verse 2, Paul tells Timothy, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. Patience again. Patience. We must run our Christian race, that is, live our Christian life with patient endurance. I admire those athletes who run marathons and they'll run 10, 15, 20 miles without stopping. That's, that's amazing discipline. But it's also an amazing demonstration of patience on their part that they're able to stay the course that long. But that's simply for us. It's an example of what we need to be doing and how we need to be focused patiently, determinedly in our Christian race, our life as Christians in this world. The Hebrews writer talked about this in Hebrews 12, beginning with verse 1. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded with, by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance, patience, the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Oh, we need to exhibit that kind of patience. How many times from a human perspective would we, would we think that perhaps it ran through Jesus' mind while he was here on this earth? These people just, I'm here as their savior. They're not getting it. I'm teaching people and they're hating me. Some of them want to kill me. He patiently stayed the course. He patiently prayed in the garden. He patiently dragged that cross as far as he could physically. He patiently allowed those Roman soldiers to ram those, those spikes through his hands and his feet. He patiently waited for those hours as his physical life ebbed away. He stayed the course. He exhibited 
the utmost of patience. Does your life demonstrate that you are walking with God in faith, in faithful patience, patient faithfulness every day of your life? We all want to be in heaven, don't we? We have to be patient, and that means faithful, determinedly, consistently, every day of our lives because we look forward to that home in heaven. But it's at the end of the road of patience. Now, if you have not yet got on that road officially, repenting of your sins, confessing your faith in Christ as your Lord and Savior and God's Son, surrendering to him in baptism for the remission of your sins, we encourage you to take that step. If you need to study some more, we will patiently study with you or make the way for you to study if you prefer to do it on your own. But that road to heaven, it is paved with the stones of patience all the way. All the way. If you need to come back to the Lord, having strayed away, become impatient in your spiritual life and dedication, we'd love to pray with you and for you. If you'll step forward and let us know or talk with us privately. If you need to come, won't you come right now as we stand together and sing?